Actually, this is as real as it gets. Hey, this is Marcia Prince, IFBB Bikini Pro and Guest Berry Nutrition Spokesmodel, and you are listening to the UCW Radio Show, In Your Face. The number you have reached, 911, has been changed to a non-published number. You're listening to UCW Radio, In Your Face. Good. All right, welcome to the UCW Radio Show, and again, we have another great guest uh, waiting waiting in the wings to come on the show, okay? He brings a lot. I mean, if you're in the music business, if you're a musician, recording artist, up and coming, even if you're established, this is the guy you want to pick his brain. We're not going to, you know, we're not going to be do- doing too much picking on this show, but you're going to want to keep tabs on him. All right, he's an award-winning record producer, and he has been in the business since he's a teenager. All right, he has a lot to offer, and he's, I mean, I, the, he, he must have s- probably attributed uh, to about 30, maybe 30-somewhat 30 million units of music being sold during his career, okay, at, at a minimum. All right, but he's also a, he has his own TV show. Okay, that's for the benefit of recording artists, musicians, up-and-comers, established uh, uh, people in the music business. You know, this is the guy that you want to get involved with. Okay, now, his name is Dino Madaloni. He has a show called As Dino. You, can't, you don't want to miss that show. Okay, but as opposed to me continuing to talk, let's get Dino. He's on hold. Let's get him on the show. So without further ado, here is Dino Madaloni. Hi, Dino. Uh, welcome to the UCW Radio Show. How are you? It's a pleasure to be here. How are you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. I uh, got you on the show. I'm excited because uh, you have a lot of things going on, but I'm more excited about uh, our listeners learning a little bit more about you. Uh, you have uh, you have a colorful career behind you and in front of you, actually, a bright one. <laughs> thanks, thanks. <laughs> it's been a long one, but we're still going at it. Yeah, well, you're still doing your thing. You know, you're... You've been in the uh, the music business for a long time. Well, I mean, you know, I started I started making music when I was ten, so I, you know, it's like it's like yes. I mean, as far as like professionally, I started when I was about sixteen. That was my first gig was when I was about sixteen years old, and then uh, I, I built my first recording studio in 1986. So I've had four studios since then, and I still own studios. And yeah, it's been it's been a while, yeah. You know, I mean, you're saying that you own four studios, but you know, there's a lot more to that than just the yeah. studios. I mean, you produce some, uh, some, some mega things. You know, do you want to share yep. that with us? Well, I, you know, I, 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 um, let me see. I've done so many things. I just produce. I, I, people say, "What's your favorite project?" And I always say, it's "The one that I'm working on." Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's been so many. You know, I mean, I've had, I've had the studio now 25 years. Um, I've done you know a lot of rock stuff. I just finished an album for Joshua Parakia, which is like a heavy metal kind of thing. I actually play drums on it, but we have Mark Bowles on it, singing on it, uh, Scott Warren from Dio's band. I mean, all these heavy metal monsters, uh, and uh, Joshua, who's like an incredible guitar player uh, for years, um, he came to me and asked me to produce it, and then he asked me to play drums on it, and we got you know nominations for best rock album, best drummer, best guitar player, and uh, that's coming out on the 28th of May. Okay. Uh, but I've done you know a lot of other things, hip hop stuff. You know, work with Skilo and Domino, and you know all just all. You know, I used to mix for Easy E years ago. Uh, but uh, just just a plethora, insane amount of things. 
and you're still going strong today. Oh yeah. Yeah. Every you, day. Yeah. Every I mean, day. I mean, from what? And again, I, 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 my figures may be wrong, but uh, you kind of weren't. I mean, I guess with your, your, your music and what you've done, you accounted for what, twenty six, twenty seven, maybe thirty million units being sold of, of music. Well, yeah, yeah, maybe even more. I mean, uh, you know, because I'm, a, you know, I'm a producer and an engineer and a mixer. I, I do I work on a lot of different projects as sometimes you know of course the producer which I do everything and then sometimes I just mix something and sometimes I just engineer something and uh, you know I do a lot of writing too I have a uh, you know music all over the place uh, television film you know things like that network network television um, but you know nowadays um, you know I'm, I'm concentrating on my television show too I don't know if you know about that but I got a TV show now too of course I know about it ask Dino I'm gonna ask you a lot of things during this show <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> who doesn't know you Dino Madaloni you 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 have that's why I was excited about getting you on the show because you have your background what you've done in music what you continue to do in music what you're doing with your show and everything you've opened up a lot of doors for a lot of people and you're still still doing that today and I think it's amazing well, thank you, thank you. It, it, it just when well, you know, I mean, uh, you know, I, I I don't think that I'm old. I think I'm you know I'm kind of like you know, in the middle ground. But when you've been around a long time and you realize you know all the crazy stuff you did wrong and all the, you know, enemies you made along the way and acted foolish and drugs and alcohol, you get to a certain time where you just kind of go, you know what? What can I do to uh, to help people, you know, and uh, being a record producer, that's part of your job is to make other people sound great. People don't realize that the record producer's job is to make other people sound great. But, uh, you know, right now it's about, uh, you know, my show is about helping people mm-hmm. and about teaching them about the industry. And that's what I'm doing now. That's what I'm doing. And I think that's a great thing because I think a lot of people get into music because they think they can sing or play an instrument, so on and so forth. And it's not as easy as just getting up one day and say, hey, I'm going to be the next American Idol. It doesn't work that way. No, uh, although a lot of people, the difference between now and, you know, nowadays and the, back in the day was is that you really had to work at your craft and really, you know, go out, pound the pavement, get on the road, get a band together, do all these gigs, and then hope to have some kind of success nowadays. These people, it's, and it's, it's, you can't blame them, but you can go audition for these shows. You can be in your bedroom or singing at mom's, uh, you know, parties or dad's parties, and all of a sudden you get picked up and you're on these television shows and you have this mega career. So it, there is some people that think that, and there's very, very few, but actually have done that. Right. And, but you, know? mean, you, you have some people that are really talented that, you know, they need that break, that opportunity. And if they're not getting it on American Idol or the uh, the other show, America's Got Talent, that you have Howard Stern now, one of the hosts. Um, right. You know, basically, you know, people like yourself opening up doors for them to enter into the music industry the right way is, is where the value is. Well, and also, too, is that before we were uh, kind of ch- uh, chained and handcuffed to the record executives uh, picking the ones that they wanted to be the stars, and that's the ones we heard. Now the American public is picking the ones, and the American pu- public, and a lot of these people uh, that are making millions of dollars and selling millions of records would have never seen the light of day if it wasn't for the American public saying, no, we like these people. You know, as, as, as the old days, it was just the A&R people, record companies, 
um, they were the ones that kind of said, okay, you're going to get to hear these people. But now the American public gets to hear the people that they like. So that's really good. I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, no, I think that's fantastic. And again, I'm not in the music industry, so what I say is just my opinion. But I figure back then you had a lot of puppet masters and you had a lot of puppets, where right. now you have people, you know, the, the people have spoken. If they like something... You have to go with it. Otherwise, it's going to be hard for you to monetize any one song, whether it be Lady Gaga, whoever it may be, it's going to be hard to monetize it. Well, what's good about it is, is that the people that are winning, it'd be one thing if the people were winning these uh, contests on television and then weren't selling records and weren't making millions of dollars and having great concerts and great shows. But these people that are winning, they're actually going out, and they are delivering, and they are making great shows, and they're very talented. It's not about, well, he just got lucky and won a contest, and he actually sucks life. No, these people are actually going out, and they're great. You know, So I'm totally for these shows. I really am. Well, I think it's an opening, and again, you know, not everyone can make it on the show. I mean, you have millions of people that uh, actually try out for these shows, but they don't make it. And, uh, you know, they need, you know, if they're talented, you know, I would think they'd, they'd seek out a producer that can make, the, make their music look a hundred times better. Again, that's my opinion. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. And, and the bottom line is the truth is people, people, you know, when you say that you're not in the music business, but you know what you like and you're the ones that buy the records, okay? And if somebody is not good, the public will recognize it. If the pub, if somebody is good, the public will recognize it. And that doesn't mean that you have to know about the business. You know, you, you just know what you like and what you don't like. If you're really good, the public will recognize it. If you suck, the public will recognize it. Yeah, well, that, that's 100% true. You know, yeah. uh, and again, you know, your insight into the music industry you know, uh, you're 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 like the I'm gonna I'm gonna say you're like a Bill Gates, like Bill Gates is to tech, you're to music, all right? Because your experience kind of you know um, transcends time because you can't what what you've learned or what you've been through through experience you can't learn anywhere else. Right, and there's no experience like experience, as the old saying goes. Yeah. But um, <laughs> you know, I I I have. You know what? Basically, what my show is about to is to transfer the knowledge, and not only my knowledge, but bring my guests on. Who I've got, you know, I've got like Chuck Negron coming on uh, this month from Three Dog Night. He's coming on, and now, and who better than that? Who better than somebody like that uh, to sit there and give advice? I mean, you can't. You know, that would cost six figures to get advice from a guy like that. Oh, you know what I mean? And, and, and he's up there saying, "Hey." Do this, don't do that, do this, don't do that, this is how I did this, this is how I did that. And that's, that's what's important is that, is that, that uh, people actually, you don't just say, well, you're no good or you're good. You mm -hmm. actually give them a, a reason why you're telling them that. Right. And that's what we do. And I think that's fantastic because, yeah, you're right. You know, you would pay a lot of money to hear someone like that get his advice, whether it be, right. you know, one-on-one -on -one or in one of those forums. But your your right. your show you're providing a um, I guess a level playing field where someone that needs this knowledge is getting it just by watching your show. Right, and they're getting entertained too. I mean, yeah. we entertain them uh, and we give them knowledge. And uh, you know, you know, I used to charge people to sit across from my desk 
you know, like 85 bucks an hour, which is pretty darn cheap. But I would say, okay, you want my knowledge? I'm going to charge you. And I and I people would sit there and they would, okay, how do you do this? How do you do that? What about this? What about that? Da, 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 da. We talked three or four hours, and that's what. And, and now, um, you know, we just get up there. We basically do it as a show. It's like I, that's what I said. I said, why don't we just put something together to where everybody can get this knowledge, and and not just from me, but from from legends. Mm-hmm. You know, some some legends. But we've had a lot of great people on the show, and we've got even more coming. But these people are legendary, you know. And and I, I mean, when I was coming up, I had one person. That was Johnny Hammond Smith. He was my only mentor. He's he's, he's gone now. He died. But he he was my only mentor to sit there and say, okay, this is what you do. This is what you don't do, you know. So to have these mentors actually given this knowledge is, uh, I think, it's pretty darn cool. Well, I think it's priceless. You know, where where can you get that type of knowledge without? Uh, and this, and if you don't have the money to do it, you know, how are you going to get it? Right, a little difficult. So you're you're providing right. a hell of a service, you know, to uh, the masses that are. I appreciate it. Yeah, well, they're, they're looking at if someone's looking at a break into music, you're showing them how to do it, how to make it in the business, and how to do right. it the right way. And well, but, uh, another thing too is that back in the day, we used to have five and six nights a week to go out and perform and learn our craft, and we got paid for it. We got paid for it, which is like an unheard of thing now. You know, uh, nowadays, these guys, these young kids, they don't have anywhere to play. And when they do, it's with a five or six other bands, and they get 30 minutes or 40 minutes, and they're done. And they get, they get to play five or six songs, and they're done. As we're back in the day, we would play five and six nights a week, mm-hmm. uh, four hours a night, you know. And when we were on the road, we got to play our show, and then we would go see other people playing at these places, and we'd learn from them. And nowadays, these people... The people in the music industry nowadays, they have their computer and their little recording system at home, and they go see some shows, and that's it. Yep, because times change. You know, times do change. And uh, I think that, um, I don't know, I think that, you know, all these locations that were around where these venues where you can actually perform and get a crowd, you know, even these venues aren't around anymore because no no one's probably going to the shows. Well, um you're right, and uh, there's, there's so many good things about the Internet and so many bad things. I mean, you can sit at home and be entertained for hours upon hours and upon hours watching the Internet and watching YouTube and watching all these videos, and you know. But it's like the old thing. It's like, you know, you're not going to learn how to surf unless you go actually out and, go and surf yourself. Mm-hmm. You can watch all these videos and watch all that stuff, but they just don't have the venues. It's a give and take. It's a totally give and take. What's good about it is you can sit there and watch all these things without leaving your house. But then again, without really actually doing it, how much are you actually going to learn? Right. Yeah. No, and that that's true because, you know, this, as you said earlier, there's nothing uh, better than, you know, nothing like experience. What would you say? There was nothing like experience than experience or something uh, like that? Right, right. And, and again, too, back in the day, we got paid. I, I, right. I, I it went from we, it went from getting paid to not getting paid, and now it's where these kids have to actually pay the club owners to, to get the or the club owners give them tickets, and they go out and sell the tickets, and then they they get some money. But you have to actually pay to get these slots. Mm-hmm. And before, I would never dream of playing my instruments uh, or doing a gig without getting paid. I wouldn't dream of it. And now these kids, they they not only don't get paid, but they have to put up you know five or six hundred dollars or whatever they put up. 
to go buy these tickets from the club owners, and then they have to go and sell them, and, and, and that's how they hone their craft. And it's, it's really not fair, but it's, it just is what it is. Well, again, that, it is what it is, and that's, that's the reality of it. And you're really not going to change, you know, what the what the venue owners are doing, unless you have a venue owner that's gonna that would open up the doors for people to play. You know, the the CBGBs of the world and everything they're they're not around any longer. So, you know, those venues aren't there for these up and coming uh, music, uh, uh, right. well, music uh, musicians. Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So, but I mean, your your show. Let, let's talk about you know how you know you came about. I know kind of how you came about doing it but you know how did you f- mold it to put it together to what you have today all right well it start it started out with a show called i on entertainment i on entertainment they right. uh, kept asking me to come on and talk you know and be they kept interviewing me and i loved it it was great but i said you know what i can't keep coming on and talking about my career that's ridiculous you know mm-hmm. you got to why don't you Why don't you get some questions to ask me about? Because that's what I do, you know. I mean, this is what I'm an expert at. So they had a little segment called the Ask Vino segment, basically. Mm-hmm. So I would go on, and they would ask. You know, people would ask questions, and they would ask. But the lady that was interviewing me on the show was didn't know music at all, and she was not very good. So I said, "Look, let me do it. You know, let's let me go on." And and then it got one from that to uh, me bringing on guests. And now I've got my uh, editor and director, Gordon Michael, and my producer, David McNeil. It's us three. And uh, we do all the, you know, I own a full-blown studio, so we do all the post-production here. So I've got all the music. I do all the voiceover. uh, We do all the editing. um, And my director, Gordon, has worked on network television, done major films. And we've got all, we have all the, you know, fortunately, we have all the tools here Mm -hmm. to make it into a network-style show, you Mm -hmm. know. So the Astino show is, not only uh, is cool to, to uh, get the information, but it looks good and it's fun, you know. Mm. So we've morphed, you know, we're editing a show right now. I'm, I'm editing one show and we're getting ready for Chuck Nagland's show this, uh, next week. We're filming a week from today. But uh, we're editing as we speak. So, you know, we shoot the show and then we do a week's worth of editing and get it to where it's supposed to be. And, uh, you know, it's growing. Every show we get better. Every show we get better. And, uh, you know... That's all I can tell you. It's just getting better and better and better. And, and, and I'm, you know, I, was, I wasn't born an interviewer, but, you know, I kind of just said, you know what, I'm just going to ask, talk like I talk, you know. Well, I mean, the way, and, the way, uh, the way, like, the way I look at it, Dino, you're, you know, your, your experience kind of throws you in that, in that realm where you, you're an authority that you can ask questions that maybe someone would ask you. Right. And, and what I do is I research my guests. You know, like right now, I'm in total three dog night mode. I mean, you know, I mean that was one of my favorite groups when I was a, when I was younger. I mean, three dog night sold 90 million records. You know, they've they've been they were like ridiculously famous. But now, because it's been so long, a lot of these kids, I'm the clue what I'm talking. They don't know who they are. Yeah. But I'll I'll mention their music and I'll sing their song and like, oh yeah, I know that song. I know that song. Well, they've been they've been famous for 40 years now. You know, so I'm in complete three dog night mode right now. So I I completely. Uh, uh, research my guests. Uh, they send me their books. I read their books. I, uh, you know, I find all about. So by the time I go interview them, I'm I'm like knowing them inside and out, and I ask them questions not only that I want to know, but I ask them questions that that I know that my audience is dying to know. Especially when you get somebody as famous as Chuck, they, they're like, you know, ask them this and ask them that, and you know. <clears throat> so that's what we do. We ask not only what I want to know, but actually what the public wants to know. 
and you give them what they want. Yep. And that, that's that's definitely a way to do it, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, shoot, with again, ju- I'm just just thinking about how your show is because I have seen it, and it's and it's mm-hmm. really interesting. And I'm picturing a kid, maybe a teenager, sitting on his computer, and wants to get into music, and is, is psyched about it, and is is playing his, his in his garage, and he sits in front of his computer, and he comes across your show. Okay, and he's right. like, "Wow, that can actually help me." So now you just well, I have a you yeah, I have a, a segment on the show now called Tip of the Day. So not only do we talk to the uh, artists, but I have a specific section called Tip of the Day, and I sit there and just do a monologue directly into the camera, and I just say, "Okay, this is how you do it," you know, without without a guest being around me and worrying about the guest getting bored with me rattling on. I shoot that segment at my recording studio. And like the, the one co- that we just filmed is about uh, uh, having a, re- a successful recording session, how to prepare for the recording studio, how to get yourself together, your band together. So when you go in the studio, you don't waste time and money and you do it correctly. So, you know, we have, we have a thing called the tip of the day. So that's, and that's like a little show inside of the show. And, and again, that's for the benefit of your viewers. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah, let, let, let's do this. Let's take a little break. And we're going to be back uh, with Dino Mataloni on the UCW radio show. Check this out. My name's Anitra, and I'm going to rock your world. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Look at that. Wow. Oh, my God. Along with my boys, Mikey and Joey. I need the Shalaba Brothers stack. We're knocking down walls and taking names. The brothers actually get something done. And everyone gets to play. Progress is slow. We should be finished by Christmas. Girls with power tools, roll. We're not just bringing back the den, baby. We're making mega dens that'll blow you oh, away. Wow! What do you mean? Oh, Anitra, it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's cool. You want some of this? Facial recognition, motion activating. They're gonna wet their pants. This may be the coolest room I have ever seen. Because life is too short to live without a mega den.
just listening to her, she was my idol. She was the one of all of all the people that I ever heard I've ever heard in my life. She was the first person and the top of my list of all the people that I've ever heard in the music business. I've been a fan of Donna Summer since I was 13 and I'm 34. So yeah, I've been following her for a while and I think I met her a couple of times. Very nice lady, beautiful person in heart. She's very loving and I think um, we're going to miss her a lot. It's my last chance for romance.
we're back with uh, award-winning record producer Dino Madaloni. Uh, Dino, I have to ask you, are you, you going to write a book? Uh, you know, everyone tells me that. Everyone tells me I should do that. Um, I probably will. But, you know, what's weird is that, you know, my, my production career and recording, I mean, because I still play drums, too. I still, uh, I'm going to... Uh, Boston with uh, the Standells because they're real famous back there because of their song Dirty Water and they, we're going to play at Fenway Park and they asked me to play drums with them so my, my playing career is still going mm-hmm. my production career is still going but now that I have this TV thing just, just starting to kick into gear I might just wait a little bit because I'm fine I'm, I'm now not only producing people but when I interview these people that are real famous you know mm-hmm. And I get the insight from them. Um, that, in and of itself, is could add a lot to whatever I would write. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to probably hold off. I probably will. Uh, most of the stuff that I'll write about is is um, people don't want to hear like really you know fun happy things. They want to hear some dirt. Yeah. Uh, uh, not that I'm going to like. I'm just going to talk about some of the crazy, crazy stuff that I've been through. And some of the people that are, you know, not all mentally there or whatever. I'm going to write about some of that stuff, some of the things people will say to me, uh, what they've done, you know, the fights I've had to break up, uh, the, you know, uh, you know, people with the, the drugs and, you know, from the 80s and all that stuff. I'm going to write about a lot of that just so it'll be interesting. So, yes, to answer your question is yes. Just don't know when. You don't know when. Yeah. So you're going to bring people behind the curtain. Yeah, I'm going to let them know. Uh, pretty much what goes on in, in, in the studio and how crazy it is because people people don't realize you know like Michael Jackson he wouldn't allow people even in the building when he was singing you know it was like I mean you know Barbara Streisand you can't even get in the building when let alone inside the recording studio you know people think that these famous people they just get up and do it no they they are just completely you have to I mean you, you have no idea of of the perfectionist and how things have got to be just so, or you will not get a good performance out of them. You have got to do whatever they want, and and you have to do it. And there's just some insane demand, just insane. And is that also taking the uh, the green M and M's out and stuff? Or <laughs> that no, that's 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 lightweight. <laughs> that is lightweight. I had a guy, I had a, I had a singer uh, from Italy. This guy was Italian. Mm-hmm. He, he called me one morning, and I've been we produced all the music, and you know I'm Italian too, so I mean you know hey it's it's you know we're like we're kind of like brothers, you know. And he called me one day out of the blue, and asked me if he could dress like an Indian when he sang. <laughs> and we're talking about an American Indian, you know, with the headdress on and the whole nine yards. And you know what I said? I said sure, why not? <laughs> So he came in here dressed with full headdress, with war paint, and the whole Indian moccasins and the this and the that. And he came in here with sage and lit the sage on, and he went and purified the room like I, 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 I. He purified the room like he was an American Indian. And this guy's from Italy. Uh, I'm sure he was smoking that peace pipe earlier on. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was. He was definitely. Uh, he was definitely on fire. But but I mean, this is the kind of craziness that nobody really knows about. Right. You know, I mean, go figure. I just go, whatever. As long as you don't burn my studio down, whatever. Well, I mean, you, you, the, the craziness that you've dealt with, you know, uh, I, I would think that's probably uh, 
is a, a little um, not insane, but probably the sanest. <laughs> yep, yep, yeah. It's 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 gone it's gone out there. It's gone really out there. I think I've had to. I think I'm, in the 25 years I'm on the studio, I think I've maybe kicked out maybe four or five people. That's it. And and you have to do an awful lot for that to happen. And uh, you know, somebody abuses the staff or you know or whatever they they go. But other than that, we put up with a heck of a lot. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, a music, a recording artist, you know, can be great on their own accord, but without a, a great producer there to put it all together, okay, there's no way in the world that they they would sound the way they do now, at the with, exactly. the, with, with the finished product, because they need you. You're the you're you're like the glue that you bring everything together. Well, I always said a producer on a record is like a director on a film. If you don't have a director for a film, you have no film. You know, because the producer, it's just a different title, but it's the same job. As when people people think of a director on a film, they people automatically know. Mm-hmm. But people, a lot of people say to me, "Well, what does a producer do on a record? Do you just pay for it?" It's like no, you know. I mean, but there's some people that say they're a producer that just do one thing, but an actual real producer has to do everything, mm-hmm. and then. Hold, hold the glue together, um, and and you know you're also like a, um, a psychiatrist too. Mm-hmm. You have to be a psych. You have to you have to calm people down. You got to mellow people out. You have to give them inspiration. Uh, let alone you know because I do you know I arrange all the music. I work with every player, and uh, you know I engineer it, makes it all that stuff. But you have to be a, a, literally a psychologist. I have artists that call me every day in the morning. What do I do about this? And what about that? And what's going on with this? And I'm I'm on the way to the gym, riding to the gym, and I'm telling him, all right, just calm down, take it easy. It's okay. This guy didn't say this. That guy didn't say that. It's all good. And well, what are they? What am I going to do? I don't know. You know. So I'm 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 a I'm a freaking psychologist too. I mean, it's just part of the job. Yeah, but this goes beyond you just being in the. Uh... In the studio, you, this is like you got to deal with this outside, all around. You know, it's not just about producing the music. Exactly. Yeah. And and believe me, it's a thankless job because you know I won't say all. I'd say a good percentage of the artists will stay. You know, will have a great relationship. But there's a percentage of the artists, uh, very small. But when you get done with the project. If they take the project and they don't succeed like they want to, or people don't like the, whatever they, whatever it is, or if it's uh, somebody says something about the record, they blame you for everything. Mm-hmm. They blame you for everything. So it's a kind of a strange, uh, it's a str- kind of a strange give and take, you know. Well, no, no, that I understand, but not every singer is a uh, as is as creative as they should be with making music. You know that that's no, the reality. You know because they can sing, but it, as far as the creative process, putting together the magic, that's what a producer right. does. Well, any, any, I mean, even Sting has producers. Elton John has producers. You know, uh, uh, anybody in their right mind is not going to go in there and produce themselves. I mean, unless you are a producer first, and then you produce your 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 stuff, and even those guys will have a, a co-producer or somebody they can run ideas by. You, you, no matter how good you are, you have to have somebody with an objective ear, somebody that's a voice of reason, and somebody that's going to, you know, give, you know, bounce off things to you or listen to things you have to say. Going in and producing a record, no matter how famous you are, you're, you're, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. No, of course you can't. 
You know, and it, look, I even let's take this a step further, so so our listeners can really get it. You know, um, if you're if you're a fitness pro or a bodybuilder, that type of thing, or a baseball player, and you're professional, you still have a coach. You you still right. have someone that is helping you to keep to hone yourself, but also go to the next level. And uh, a recording artist, they can't they need that in a producer as well. Absolutely. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah, and then that that's what it comes down to in a nutshell. You know, you help you help them to, to be the best they can be. Right. And and uh this is this is totally correct, but there are people out there and this is another thing that we talk about on the show, that there are people out there that say they're a producer. It's kind of like me going up to Tiger Woods because I play golf and I shoot in the 80s. It's like me going up to Tiger Woods and say, you know, I'm a golfer. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, you hold you hold a golf club. I'm a golfer. You know what I mean? I'm the one that knows how to play. You hold a golf club and hit a ball and shoot 80. You know what I mean? Uh, a lot of people say they're a producer because they might do this or they might do that or they've been in the studio a few times or they were involved in a band that had a hit record and they were the, the guitar player and all of a sudden... No, they're not a producer. There's professional, professional, qualified producers out there, and which can really help a career. And then there's people that say, "Yeah, I'm a producer. I make beats." You know what I mean? No, you're a beat maker. You're not a producer. You know, a lot of these guys that that, that make beats for hip hop and R&B, they are not a producer. They are a beat maker. You know, a producer's got to encompass the entire process. Mm-hmm. from the top to the bottom. And, and, and not only that, they have to be there every minute of the entire creative process. You can't say you're producing a record and say, okay, get the guitars and bass drum and I'll come in later. No, you have to be there for the entire creative process. No, so you have to be careful. A lot of these young artists that, that hire producers, um, they don't get it. They just think, you know, okay, you're producing me. They don't even, they don't even have a clue what the guy's supposed to do. Right, no, no, that that I see because I know you have a lot of young artists out there that you know they they go they'll go to a studio and they'll say okay, well you know they're dealing with someone and the guy says he's a producer but you know he really doesn't know his ass from his elbow and he's just putting stuff together and it's not helping that kid out because that kid will get jaded from being screwed around uh, with all That's that stuff. Yeah, and then, yeah, and it happens because you yeah you're spending money. You're probably working in a supermarket trying to gather your, your your shekels to go do something, and you're dealing with someone that's not a real producer, but uh, they don't know any better. Well, the, what I've heard over the years is, uh, you know, I just spent twenty grand somewhere else. I wish I would have come to you first, you know. And I just go, I just go, damn! I just get so upset about that, you know. And not because of the money situation, but because of like, here's another guy that spent a ton of money for a bunch of crap, you know, and uh, it's out there. Yeah. It's another reason for my show. I mean, it's, 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 there's people out there in, in, in any business. I mean, it's not just the music business, mm. but the music business and the acting business where people do anything and everything, especially nowadays. I mean, uh, people are just, people are given, you know, hours and weeks of their time and getting paid nothing mm-hmm. just to be a part of a project, Yeah, you know? So it's difficult. It's very, very difficult. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I see that. Look, and in, in, uh, in Hollywood, you do have, you know, talented people that would, that, that give their time to a project, get paid nothing because they believe in the project. Okay? And, and it's right. not, there's nothing wrong with that. 
you know, but you do have some people that don't know anything from anything and, you know, they give their time and everything else and they wind up uh, kind of putting themselves in a uh, in a losing position from the beginning. So, right. you know, right. I always said the bottom line is the work, yeah. it's the work it's what you've done. And, uh, you know, people say, I mean, you can say, uh, you know, I could say that I'm I'm a professional baseball pitcher. Mm-hmm. You know, because I look like I might might be or might have been, but you know, the bottom line is no, no, you're not. You know, what or, or what have you done? Let me see what you've done. Mm-hmm. Let me hear what you've done. You know, it always comes down to the work. And if somebody could say, oh, I know, uh, you know, Clive Davis, and I know, you know, all these people in the music industry. I mean, it doesn't make any difference. The bottom line is is the work. And if it's great. And not just okay or not good, but it has to be great. Mm-hmm. So people, people got a their barometer is the work. Okay, right. you, okay, Mister So and So, you've done all these things. You know, you told me you know all these people. Let me hear what you've done. Mm-hmm. Now, and that's the bottom line, mm-hmm. you know. And a lot of people will just go by. I mean, people call me all the time. Well, this one knows that one, and they know this one, and they know that one. It's like you know what? That means nothing to me. Mm-hmm. That means nothing to me. What have they done? Let me hear what they've done. Let me see what they've done. I don't care if they're Clive Davis's brother, you know. If if they don't, if they don't, if they're not any good, they're not any good, mm-hmm. you know. And it just kills me sometimes when they say these people call me these young people, and they say, "Well, we've got this and we've got that and we've got this." And we... No, you don't have nothing. You have nothing. Mm-hmm. Have you got a Have you got a project? Not yet. Have you recorded any music yet? No. You got your stuff on tape? You got You got it mixed? No. Then you have nothing. You know. I, I think some people, uh, you know, they find it hard to embrace reality. And you're right. The name dropping and all that nonsense is exactly that nonsense. It comes down to what do you have? What do you have in front of you? Play it. Do it. Show me. Right. Show me. Right. Show me. Correct. That's it. And and again, you know, now I'm even going to go a step further. It's not even about the stuff that you've done is is in the past is what you're doing now. Right, you're always you're only as good as your last game, basically. You're only yeah. as good as your last, you know. I mean, these there's some guys that have platinum albums on the wall that were good, but yeah, they were good in 1986. You know, they were good in 1990. Yeah. Are you good now? Yeah. Have you have you progressed? Have you have you have you uh, moved along with the times and and the state of the industry? Mm-hmm. You know, or are you just good for what you did in 1986? And I've just come across a situation like that where the person had done a ton of credits and a ton of things, but it was all in the 80s. Right. And he had no concept of what's going on right now. Well, you know, So, yes, that's another way to look at it. You well, are correct. Yeah, well, I mean, if you look at, uh, if anyone has a brokerage account, just look at your disclosure. You know, uh, past performance not indicative of uh, future results. So, same right. difference. <laughs> same difference. You know, and uh, Dino... You know, let, let's uh, why don't you let our listeners know? Because I mean, you you're, you're chock full of information, and we can stay on on the phone and stay on this show for hours and pick right. pick your brain the whole nine yards. But you know what's going to wind up happening is that you're not going to get any work done. And, <laughs> you're right, because right. you're in the right. studio. Yeah, you're in the studio right now, and you're 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 editing, and you took the All time. Right. Yeah, you took the time out to come on the show, and I appreciate that. And uh, but I want our listeners because they, anyone that's and I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be very adamant about this. Anyone, I don't care if you are uber successful. Anyone in the music industry, they need to at least check your show out. 
because what right. you have to bring to the table, you can't pay for it. You can't go on eBay and get it. You're not going on Amazon. You're not buying a book. You're not going to go meet someone out there in the street. They're not going to give you that knowledge. The only way they're right. going to get it is by going to your show. Right, and you can see it on, uh, it's on Time Warner, but you can see it mostly on Facebook, on the Ask Dino Show, or you can go to the YouTube, you can go to YouTube and just type in Ask Dino Show, and they'll all be there in their entirety. So you can watch it 24-7, whenever you feel like watching us, you can watch our show anytime. Go to Facebook or go to YouTube, and then any of the Time Warner stations. And you have a website as well, right? Uh, well, actually right now we're building a new one because... Uh, there's so many, uh, the last two shows we did, we just did Robert Flashman, who was the original singer for, uh, for Journey, and mm-hmm. he got a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame and all that. So this last show, the last two shows we did has jumped up dramatically in viewership. I mean, it's like insane. So we're putting together a whole new website right now. But if you want to contact me directly, go to Facebook, ask Dino Show, Dino Mataloni host, and you can you can ask me questions. You can talk. I'll talk to you. I always talk to people when they say, "Hey, Dino, what's up?" I always talk to them. So you can catch me on there, and then we'll put the new website on there. But right now, contact me on Facebook. Uh, ask Dino Show, Dino Mataloni host. Okay, and if they go, they go to Facebook. They can go like your page, contact you, interact with you, see the show, right. see what's going on, right. see where you're going. Uh, do you have Twitter, Dino? Do you- no, I don't. And the reason I don't. Is because I don't know where I find the time to do it. I probably will eventually. I got one of my interns working on that, but right now I just I, I don't have it at the moment. But I will soon. Yeah, we need Dino tweeting, you know. We, yep, I know, we, we, I know. We need that knowledge all over the place, and 140 right, characters or it less. <laughs> it's coming. It's it's coming. It's like the more the deeper I get into this, the more people are pulling at me from all angles, and I love it. But I just wish there was, you know, sometimes two of me, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I know, but I don't think they have that technology yet. They did it with a sheep, but I don't think they're going to do it with humans, and not not for us anyway, not in our lifetime. You know, but maybe down the <laughs> road, <laughs> maybe maybe they'll clone you and bring you back, and then you can you can finish up the <laughs> the, the the job that you're going to leave behind. Because I don't think I think that you can go through your lifetime and kind of knowing you a little bit. You're not going to ever be satisfied because you're never going to be done. Right. Exactly. You're never going to be done. Well, you done. hit that right on the head. I, I, that, that's what I worry about all the time. It's like, am I ever going to get done with this? Am I ever going to get done with that? Am I ever going to? And then it's like, no, got to do this. This is coming up. Got that. Got this. Got that. So it's an ongoing, you know, it's a work in progress. Well, these are the woes of, uh, of someone that was record producer of the year. So, I appreciate that, man. So, Thank you. Yeah, I mean, but this is stuff that you do, and Dino, uh, you're 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 great. Uh, again, your knowledge. Everyone should actually go check you out on Facebook, go on YouTube, Dino Mataloni, and uh, find out more about what's going on because your show. I have no doubt in my mind, your show is going to go when it when it. If they can see it on Time Warner, I think, and I, I wouldn't be shocked if. MTV comes or some uh, or or a network like that, and they come, they pick up the show because you cannot. I don't care. You cannot pay enough to get the knowledge that you're bringing on to your viewers on on every every episode that you have. Yeah, well, that's you. You that's the that's the goal. Our goal is to move up, get on something like an MTV or VH1 or or one of the cable networks, so we can be on every week or even five days a week or whatever. 
that's our goal. Our goal is to move up so we can give out, you know, do more shows and better information. Yes, that's our goal. Thank you. Well, Dino, I think you're going to get there. And again, thank you for coming on the show. This was an enlightening uh, show for sure. And I, I want to have you on uh, down the road when you, because I mean, you're gonna you're gonna blow up. You blew up in music. Now you're gonna blow up with your show. Okay, as as Dino is going to be, it's going to be a definite hit. But I want to have you on uh, in the next few months when you progress even further, because I know we're going to have something else to add, you know, to your um, your profile, your bio, your your story, because you're 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 on a journey for life. So you have a long way to go. I'll be just call me anytime, man. I'll be there. Excellent, Dino. Thank you so much. Go do your editing, and uh, yeah, you know, guys. Go to Dino Mattaloni. Go on, go on Google. Look him up. Facebook, YouTube. Check it out. You're not going to be disappointed. Thanks, Lou. Talk to you soon. Thank you, Dino. Bye.
Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you.